find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home at last. Behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast, coming to you live in 8K high-definition stereo sound. This show is 100% professional podcasting at its finest, with a rebrand coming soon, a big rebrand coming soon. Guys, I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. Bounce Back Ben, a.k.a. The Wash Lord, a.k.a. The Korean John Cusack. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you by none other than the Pod Goats. Yes, I said goats. The Dust Brothers, Miles Davis, Jordan Winter, with original music by Lakey and theme song by Illegal Cartel. BTB Army, it is Monday. That means BTB Day. My least favorite day of the week. But that means it's get money day today. That don't mean you got to get currency in the form of a dollar bill. It means put that work in today like it's a fucking Tuesday. All right. So let's get it. Episode 381. It's in the books. Miles, drop a lakey beat and let's fucking go. By the way, guys, when I mean let's fucking go, I'm talking go like G-O-H. All right, so um, the last thing I wanted to start this show on was about this war. Anyone who has no idea what I'm talking about right now, um, if you're driving... Find your local CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, grocery market, work, grocery store, Target. Some convenience stores are located, um, gas stations, 7-Elevens might have it. And uh, find some baby powder. Pour a liberal amount into your strongest hand. And then smack yourself. You know goddamn well you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Why haven't I spoke on it? Why should I fucking speak on it? It's not the elephant in the room anymore. It's the Megalodon. It's the fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex in the basement. Fucking elephant. The thing that makes me the most mad about this whole situation. This is a real statistic. I would say 95% of the people. I don't give a fuck if you're college educated. I don't give a fuck if you're Israeli. I don't give a fuck if you're Palestinian. I want to say 90 to 95% of the people that are talking about this situation. Have no fucking idea what the fuck they're talking about. And I'm sorry. Let me reiterate that. 90 to 95% of the people that do not live in Israel 
have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. I don't give a fuck how good your intentions are. That does not mean you're not a good person. Because everyone is really hurt about the death and everything going on. They don't know what side is right. They think they do. I've actually been to Israel twice. Rest in peace alone. Aini. Yeah. 2005. 2008. Almost went two, three years ago. Then I found out they weren't going to let my motherfucking ass into Dubai with Israel on the passport stamp before. I was going to have to go to Egypt, which is on my bucket list, but that's not how I wanted to go. Not with Tyga, and I love Tyga. That's my dog, but I wasn't going there. Let me tell you something. I got guys on both sides. Half my fucking family is Jewish. These are facts. My boy's name is fucking West Bank. That's his goddamn Instagram name. It's been that way since day one. I met that motherfucker a long time ago. WST Bank. Yes, where the fuck you think he's from? Now the crazy part is, 80% of you motherfuckers don't even know where the fuck Palestine is. But you're saying free Palestine. There's so much false information being spread on both sides. And like I said, I doesn't mean that you don't mean well. Ben Shapiro, that motherfucker posted fucking fake ass babies getting killed. The problem is, from what I know, and from the fox, little foxhole I've dug in, you know what I'm saying, deep down, through the whole school system in Gaza has been shut down and canceled. Want to know why? Because the fucking school system or the, the student body in Gaza is pretty much gone. Now again, that could be false information. We don't know what the fuck is going on over there. I do know that this shit's been going on for 75 years and motherfuckers want to get active in the last three weeks. It's been bad. There's just social media now. You don't think motherfuckers are cheating on their wives in the NBA and acting crazy. People are out doing coke. People are out there going killing people. People, are, There's just more people now. It's easier to see. It's quicker, the information. But a lot of shit is falsely spread and people get triggered including myself and at the end of the day I know a little more than the average person because I got people over there I know other people that do too but I'm talking about I was fucking raised in this Jewish culture I've been to more bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs than most of you motherfuckers been to fucking birthday parties in your lifetimes. Does that mean I'm better than you? Not at all. What I'm saying is, yes, shit's fucked up. What I'm saying is, the word genocide is getting thrown around like the word gaslighting, like the word narcissist, like the word celebrity, and like these favorite little fucking buzz terms that people love to start throwing around and got no fucking idea what's going on. There was an Armenian genocide. Now, Jordan's been pretty vocal about it, as he should. My dog, Michael Rapport's been very vocal about it. He's been very good about it, too. It's going to sound biased for me because, again, 
where my people are from. This shit's been bad for a very long fucking time. I'm going to try to break this down as simple as possible. You got a guy who don't like somebody else. A lot of people like both guys. Both people. One guy, the bigger guy, punches the smaller guy. Smaller guy says, fuck that shit. You ain't gonna do me like that. Smaller guy gets a gun, shoots the bigger guy. Bigger guy never pulled out a gun. He was using his fists and his hands, right? Little guy felt like, well, shit, I can't fight you, so you know, it's what it is, okay? So now the bigger guy's family gets involved. Bigger guy's family fucks around and kills the smaller guy and like 10 of his family members. At some point, this shit could keep going until everyone is dead. Right? But if you come at me with something crazy, you can't get mad at me for some coming back at you crazier. Does that make sense? To break this down even deeper and stronger, I have a very simple question for you guys because I want y'all, I'm trying to stay as even as I can. If your mother, I'm dead ass serious right now. If your mother sent someone to kill you, who would you be mad at? I know my answer to that question. And I don't know if I'm actually going to answer it on, on the air right now. Let me repeat that again. If your mother hired someone to kill you, would you be mad at your mom or mad at the person that was trying to kill you? Think about that very carefully. A lot of motherfuckers out there mad at the shooters and don't know what the fucking real root of the problem is you got motherfuckers who have no idea what the fuck they're talking about I'm gonna tell you this right now hold on let me see you know what this is something I should have fucking did just to start I should, this is something I should have prepped for but I, I'm doing this freestyle so um, there are 12.7 million Palestinians in the world 1.5 million of them are in Israel, right? 6 million in other Arab countries, primarily as refugees. What I'm trying to get at is, now I don't know if this is correct, but there's 75, over 75 million Koreans in the world. Might be even closer to 80 because there, there's, there's China, there's United States. I don't know. This shit is, the way this is all set, this is fucked up. But just in Korea, there's, in South Korea, there's 52 or so million. If Korea was going on, with some shit was going on in Korea, there's a lot of motherfucking Koreans out here. I've seen more Koreans in the world than I have seen Palestinians. Okay? It is a small group of people. I get it. And I get it. People are just, you know, backing them. People, again, really have no idea what the fuck 
they're getting behind. Every single day, I have logged on. I wake up every morning and I look at Twitter and I check the trends and it's some new shit going on. It's bad. People ask, do you not have a heart? Do you have this? My heart goes out to everyone. But I'm going to say this and I've said this a million times. My direct responsibility lies in Los Angeles, California. I have three children. I have things I need to worry about. Whether I'm better off than the average person, anything can change. So I will work and protect my own. I will always take care of my direct responsibilities and I will show as much love as I can to things outside my responsibilities. People are stepping into business that got nothing to do with them. It's Yes, it's humanity. But you got people who got nothing else that they all, all they want to do is argue on the internet and they want to fight. Do you actually think Israeli soldiers and motherfuckers from Hamas from Hamas have social media? No, maybe Facebook. I don't know. I'm just saying, you think they're on fucking Twitter? You think they fucking see what's going on and be like, oh no, it's the president. It's this. It's so much fucking deeper than that shit. But I'm talking about the ones that are on the front line out there throwing bombs lighting shit up on fire, killing people. You actually think these motherfuckers have Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter? They don't. You think making the the hashtag ceasefire trend is going to do shit? Is that fucking insensitive, fucked up to say? If it's real, it's real. My boy the other day was saying some shit, man. He's like, man... Uh, five black motherfuckers just came out the car and fucking started fucking robbing motherfuckers on the street. Then they broke into the store. And my boy goes, why they got to be black? By the way, there's two black guys talking. And he goes, because they was black, motherfucker. Truth is the truth. Do you think these Israeli soldiers even have an iPhone? You know, motherfuckers is awesome. They might still be using Nokia 83 fucking 10. They ain't on the internet checking out to see what people are fucking thinking. Yeah, people are dying. It's fucked up. Now again, for friends of mine whose family are there, my heart goes out to y'all. Nobody deserves to die. Get to the root of it. You can be mad at anybody. I can't stop you from being mad at somebody. But to be in Russia and see a gang of people attack motherfuckers in an airport looking for people to get off a plane from Israel, fuck is wrong. Are y'all fucking crazy? To attack people at UCLA, attack people all around me because they're Jewish. I, I wish a mother... Man, I got the fucking six points tatted on my chest. I wish a motherfucker would try to fuck with me. And I got nothing against nobody. I don't hate any race of people. It's the ignorant motherfuckers. 90% of the people saying free Palestine don't fucking know a Palestinian person. They ain't got to. But I see motherfuckers jump in a fight because they don't know. Like, oh man, dude, that's my boy. Shit, man. I seen him getting knocked out. Fuck that. He don't know that his boy touched another fucking little, you know, 13-year-old kid. Or maybe said some real out-of-pocket shit. Now you defending somebody because that's your boy. You don't know what the fuck is going on. That's what I'm talking about. It's political, but it isn't. It's different from Ukraine. Motherfuckers just out here miserable. There's bots, there's all kinds of crazy shit. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Now, I'm sorry, and I'm done with that. If your mom sent somebody to kill you, 
Are you mad at your mom or are you mad at the person trying to kill you? That's the end of that. All right, guys. Um, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who bought my Lakers hat. It was a fucking huge, massive success. It was surreal to see the Lakers store drop it, to see New Era site drop it. I think there might be some selected sizes on New Era Cap. Um, I don't know what the fuck the website's called. And LakerStore.com. Um, but I appreciate it. Thank you to my network family and all that. Um, thank you to my subscribers. You guys are fucking everything. And we're going to discuss that a little bit more in detail. Before we do, my second collaborations with, with uh, James Oro. I got these grown man frames with the smoke tint called The Grail. Dropping on November 8th. Do not sleep. These motherfuckers are lit and they only $199. Okay. Now, another thing. I had a subscriber garage sale. Subscribers only. Right? There was five, six times what I had at the last one. And this shit went by twice as fast. We didn't have no five, ten people. I said, fuck that. Let everyone in. Let's go. And motherfuckers came up. I promise you. Like I said, shit was between 50% to 95% off. So I'm glad people came through. Motherfuckers came from Seattle, Utah, Portland. A dude from Portland came down here and got there at five something in the morning. Came up. I sold the PS5 for, for easy resale money. Putters, you name it, all kinds of shit. Jordans, golf shoes, all that good shit. So I will try to do another one. Might try to make it online. I might try to figure it out. I don't know. But again, I appreciate everybody. Now, before we get into fan questions, I just want to say I'm flying to Dallas this week. I am nervous. I am officially shooting with the Good Good Squad in uh, Frisco, Texas. So I'll be out there for a few days. I got my boy Jimmy Boy's going to meet me up there. And then on Saturday, I'm playing golf with Siwoo Kim. Siwoo is number 27th in the world in PGA. He's one of the best golfers in the world. Remember, there's 70 million golfers. Less than 1,000 are tour professionals. And this dude is in the top 50. Happens to be Korean. Happens to be a big, you know, supporter of mine. Shows love. So it's going to be fucking dope to fucking get some Korean food in Dallas. Play at a little country club. Play at somewhere real elite. Play with Garrett. Bubby. Steven. Brandon. Luke. See my boy Ryder. A couple other. All the whole good, good squad. Um, listen, this Saturday night, November 4th, November 4th, I'm having a subscriber meetup only in the Dallas area. If you are a Instagram or Twitter subscriber, I'm not going to have everyone in that motherfucker. I'm going to allow like maybe 15, 20 hits. Me and Jimmy Boy are going to be in the Dallas, greater Dallas area. Could be Arlington, 
Could be fucking Fort Worth, could be fucking Frisco, could be fucking somewhere around that area. We are going to have a meetup on Saturday night. Again, November 4th. I will send the details by Friday morning. All right? Like I said, I'm not going to let everybody in there. We're going to have a cool little sit down. And I might, for a real select few, grab some babes barbecue on Sunday for lunch. So, holla at your boy. If you are a subscriber on my Instagram or my Twitter, holla at your boy. We got a meetup. I have a very big week in Texas. I am nervous for sure. I might fuck around and drive to Houston from Dallas. I'm not exactly sure. Jimmy wants to drive to Houston about three, three and a half hours. We might even vlog it. But tell you the truth, I might fuck around and kill Jimmy in that drive. So anyways, let's get into these fam questions and uh, let's pay some bills real quick and we'll be right back, y'all. Yo, 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 what up, y'all? We are here. It is fam question time. It's supposed to be once a month. Ends up being like every five, six, seven weeks. But we're here. All right. So let's get at it. We got 57 questions. That's not going to fucking happen. I'm going to go through like 20 of them. Maybe. We'll see what time looks like. Um, I want to keep this episode to like an hour 15 max, hour 20. But yeah, let's start. Uh, Sam Mees writes, what's good? Triple OG, the Wash Lord, Oceanside Scramble was lit. Um, Sam Snee, okay, I don't remember exactly. Question, will there be another K-Town Destroyer? Quiet is kept. Number 11 was never shown. K-Town Destroyer number 11 was never shown for legal purposes and everything else. But uh, K-Town Destroyer 12... I think, I think, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's going to be up to a fucking 15. It's just not really a priority of mine anymore. But a uh, good question. You know what I'm saying? Um, I still love cars. I it just, it's, uh, no, it's just, it is what it is. Kind of sad, right? You know, I mean, it's just, if it ain't golf and ain't my kids, man, it's just totally different. But fuck, you know, again, right, I still love cars. It's just, it's not to where it used to be. All right. Appreciate the question. Jong uh, Chang Sol writes, hey, Ben Young, listener from day one. Thank you for inspiration every Monday. My question to you is, who is your closest friends? When you go to Korea or someone you meet every time you go vibe out, also, where is your favorite place to stay in Korea? Um, I would say my closest friends would be, number one, my cousin Steve is probably my closest friend. I would think that DJ Homicide is probably up there or someone I've known forever. Um, two of my closest friends, obviously, that passed away, Jonas Babakwa and uh, Q World Star. Um, who else, man? You know, there's different times for different things. Me and Norton been hanging out a lot lately. We've been friends for like seven years. Me, me and Norton been kicking it real tough. Um, Dust Brothers are my guys. Uh, they just haven't known me long enough. You know what I mean? It's different. Those are my dudes. I, you know, I got 100. Same with Popeye as my dog. But yeah, probably, you know, when it comes to everyday shit, I'm with my cousin Steve, right? You know, but there's, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now. When you go to Korea, someone you meet every time you go vibe out. 
when I go to Korea, because you got me confused now. When I go to Korea, there's two people, uh, three people I always make sure I see. Well, there's Maxine. Her family owns Bathing Ape. They own IT. Um, she owns Babe Korea. Uh, there's Irene Kim, who I love and adore to death. Uh, there's G-Dragon and there's J-Park. Those are the four people, no matter what, every time I go to Korea, that's I'm with them every time I go see them. Um, my favorite place to stay in Korea would be the Park Hyatt, period, point blank. I do like the Banyan tree. It's cool. But Park Hyatt is just my shit. That's just every time. That's just where I stay. Jeffrey Ige Ige. That's my best attempt at pronouncing your name. Hey, Ben, love your podcast so much. Thanks for the free bread you're spitting out every week. Just wanted to ask you when you get Dan uh, MI on the podcast again. I listened to that podcast like 100 times at this point. You should definitely get Coco Culture on the pod as well. Also, what cars do you have in the garage? Update on the crash. Porsche Cayenne was gone, was coming. God bless. Um, Damn, man. It's funny, man. Coco's my dog. By the way, his name is Ben, too. Dan, it's been a minute, man. I got to get Dan on there. And by the way, you know, I've been talking about uh, Lil Tay. Lil Tay's been hanging out with Dan quite a bit. Well, her, the family and everything. You know, he's a businessman, not like that, and the funny shit. Ben, I got to get with. He doesn't live that far from me. Um, as far as cars in the garage right now, again, due to what's going on legally, I can't really speak on that. But if you see me, you see me. You know what I mean? Um, but I do want to pick up an RS6. I thought about it. It's just something I think I need to have in the garage. Um, I was hoping that M3 Touring Edition would be fucking coming, but it's not. Or even an M5 Touring would be amazing. I just I just love station wagons, man. Matthew Rivera writes, I go by Matt. What's good? Been, been following the pod of a week this entire year. Thank you for the free game. You helped me out through some tough times. My question is, have you ever felt lost in life or felt behind? What age did you feel like that? Whether you did or not, I am 24 years old. I am a store manager at a very popular sneaker boutique in LA. We get all the releases that are extremely sought after. My environment of people really gas me up for my occupation or my place of work, saying I'm doing well for my age. But to tell you the truth, I feel lost and behind. I'm not a college graduate. I don't live with moms. I have a high school sweetheart and two kids. Life is good. Everything the kids need, wife, desires can be provided. I just feel down on a personal level. I'm ready for the next exciting thing in life. I have some hobbies that I can pursue. Pursue. What was life like at 24, 25 for you? At 24, I was the vice president of Aftermath Entertainment. And we were putting out Eminem's first album, uh, working on just finishing the Firm album. 97 was a fucking amazing year, man. Was it 97? Yeah, 97. 98 was good too. Shit, 98 was a little tough. Um, have I ever felt lost? Many fucking times. Felt behind? I think right around my late 20s is when I felt lost and felt behind. I felt like I was putting my life on automatic. I was telephoning it in. I was DJing. I was collecting shoes. But the crazy part was I was happy. I had very little to worry about think I had maybe 5k total on responsibilities which is fucking insane I think about it now Jesus Christ man that's like I could retire and not just retire like I could like retire retire people were out there really owning companies and doing things that were bigger 
you know, I had a fucking, what, a 745. I had a SUV. I had motorcycles. I didn't own anything yet. I was DJing. I had a bad chick. I had girls. I did. That was just like, it was chill. But, you know, I started realizing that that wasn't it. And I definitely was ready for the next pace of my life. But, you know, you got kids already at 24. Shit. You got two kids. You got your high school sweetheart. And I'm not going to get deeper into that. You know what I'm saying? If that's what it is, that's what it is. I don't know if right now is the time to pursue hobbies. I think you might need to hunker down right now and suck it up. And just stay in that little hype world for a little bit. And truly stack a little bit on the side. And really try to figure out if there's somebody that you're in business with that is a client of yours that comes in the store or something and figure out where there might be a move. And that brings you excitement. But at your lowest point, you do realize once you hit the bottom, all you can do is go up, right? It's a true saying. But I really mean that because, you know, when you're about to go up, like Jimmy says, when you're about to glow up and come up big time, that's when you get the most uncertain, you got all kinds of other shit going on. I think me and you need to have a deeper conversation, bro. You know, doing well for your age and competing with other people or whatever you see on Instagram or anything else, that's, you know, there's always going to be somebody who's doing better than you. I don't sit there and be like, damn, I wish I had Elon Musk's life. Never, ever do I do that. You know what I mean? Maybe when I was a kid or something. You got to be you and uniquely you. Your kids, wife, happy cool their desires can be fulfilled cool what is it that's lacking if there's a change that you need to make bro do it but i don't know exactly you know like what type of financial situation you're really in and what that really entails but yeah we might have have a deeper conversation that's it <laughs> all right uh what's up ben joe from toronto Still loving the pod from day one. Still loving part three. Wished I live in Cali to, to attend your garage sale. You asked me to give you a call a while back. I think I had a connection to a company I work for. You said you were running into dinner and couldn't chat. No worries. Would still love to chop it up. Anyways, I see these prank videos all the time. Guys go up to groups, ask if they want some. And the prankster gets upset when these people chase them away. They're screaming, it's a video, it's a video. What are your thoughts on these prank videos? It's getting out of hand. People do anything for fame these days. Nobody wants to put in hard work for success anymore. Thanks again. And, uh... I know your recent setback would no doubt be overshadowed by your comeback. Take care, homie. And he shows these dumb motherfuckers who are doing these hood pranks. And I've talked about it before. They're fucking idiots. And one dude already fucked around and found out and got shot in that mall in Virginia by the Uber driver or whatever. And that dude ain't really like facing like major charges. It's just a matter of time before this dude, um, I think his name is Opto and the other dude I forgot. And they're corny as fuck. It, it's literally a matter of time before one of them get killed. And when they do, it's I'm not sad for them. No offense, I'm just not. Um, and Joe, I just realized who you were, man. Definitely, we got to talk, man. Fuck, man. Because we're talking about a legend that I want to connect you with. All right, Daniel Ramirez writes, Yo, what's up, Ben? KT, uh, AKA Korean Tiger Woods, LOL. My name is Danny from Oceanside, California. Just tuning in, want to get you a question in or two. Next time you come to Oceanside, will you be down to go bowling with us and your sub fam too? Are there more of a series recommendation i think you would fuck with it's called animal kingdom it takes place here in oceanside and let me tell you it's fucking dope hope you check it out love bro danny i think i know who you are number two i have watched every episode and every season of animal kingdom 
Um, you know, Pope is my dog. I, I know the show very well. And I know it's based out there and that's cool. Uh, as for bowling, maybe, I don't know if you know this, I have my own balls. I have two bowling balls. I have one for, you know, standard. And then I have one for, uh, for the, obviously for the, um, all right, obviously there's bowling where you, you know, you have just three little fucking small little fucking inserts. And then the, I forgot the term. Anyways, I used to be in a bowling league in the late nineties. My handicap, I used to average like a 188, 189. I've actually shot, um, I think 211 or 215 was my highest score. I used to bowl crazy. And you'll see it come back. It's Bowling's fun. I, I don't know if that's something, you know, I need to do immediately, but yeah, I, I would fuck with it. Uh, Danny Mejia writes, what's up, man? Thank you for all the love you show us. IG subscribers is truly some crazy shit. My question is related to an item I got from the garage on Thursday. It's a dope-ass t-shirt with you on it, and you're holding two chains you made for Drake. What's the story behind your shirt? Is it some unreleased sample? Second question to you, where do you place Lil Wayne in your top list of rappers? He's the goat in my eyes. No ceilings era. Can never be replicated. Don't matter who it was. They all fucking shook. Lastly, I highly appreciate you sending my Dodgers World Series card. Waited for everyone to dip out. Was it worth, it was worth the wait, big dog. So, that shirt was given to me from a dude in London. Uh, I'm sorry, in Manchester. And I was at a Drake show. I was on tour with Drake. It was Scorpion Tour, Summer 16. And I flew out to Manchester. It was an amazing time. And the dude just wanted to make something. And he made a picture of my London and a picture of me. Yeah, it never came out. It was definitely some unreleased sample weird shit that he gave me. The only thing is, it's, it was a little small. It was definitely small for me then when I was big. Even now, I lost a lot of weight. Still not really. I wear an XL and double X. Uh, where do I place Lil Wayne on my top list of rappers? Lil Wayne is top 10. Lil Wayne, Gangsta Grills era. Lil Wayne, No Ceilings. Lil Wayne, Black Republicans. Lil Wayne is fucking, man. I just think that he just, he, Lil Wayne, man. Come on, man. Wheezy. <laughs> that shit is, wow, man. That's crazy. Uh, what's up with the arcade machines you were talking about getting rid of? I think there's like one left. I ended up just getting rid of, I had like six arcade game machines. And I just got rid of a few of them. I just gave them away. And I gave them to subscribers. There was one left. There was a Blitz game that never got played. It was brand new. I gave it to a subscriber. I didn't want to fucking deal with it. I might, I might get rid of my NBA Jam game. I'm not sure of it. There's, it means so much to me. And the thing is, whatever it's worth, it's worth more than that to me. So I got to figure that out. But thanks, Danny. Manic Bangdu writes, Hey Ben, emailing from Vancouver, Canada. Been a follower since Nike Talk days. One of my favorite memories involving you was while I was in college. And team members in general forum with no doubt your relationship with brands, rappers, models, etc. You'd occasionally post pics proof you did. In fact, know these people you claim you knew. Then you'd add a crazy story to back up the photo. Shit was so funny. The original poster would quickly hide at his tail between his legs and never be heard again. LOL. Anyways, I'm in my mid-40s now. Can arguably say you've been a trendsetter for decades. DJing, sneakers, clothing, crypto, podcast, not golf. You're regularly neck deep into up upcoming interests way before the general public will even know about something. We should call you an IPO, Ben, because you've always been a part of something dope before the retail crowd knows it about it. Uh, my question is, what do you think will be popping in a few years? Anything technology types of businesses? And what do you find mildly interesting right now that could be something you want to get more involved in, both from a personal and business perspective? Thanks in LA for life. I did order a black Laker hat. Looking forward to rocking in the 604. Blessing to you, the kids. Peace for Vancouver. Um, man, you know, I have so many fond memories of Vancouver during the Nike Talk days. 
and Rafe, um, who own 20, was it 24 or 27? That's what 24, right? The store out there, the boutique. Yeah, man, fuck. Just those days at Yale Town and, and being in Richmond and, and Victorian stuff, and getting Chinese food out there and seeing all the Hells Angels. Um, Technology-wise, I, I really don't care. There's nothing too much that I find that interesting. Um, there are some investment funds that I love, like like how Shaq got involved in Lyft and Ring and things like that. Would love to jump into one of those. It's just, it's hard to get into one of those in a good way now. Um, honestly, I think the golf thing is pretty much going to occupy my time for the next five to 10 years at least. And that's on a business and a personal level. Golf is like 40% of my income right now. Soon it'll probably be 60 to 70. So that's what it is, man. Great fucking just going back in time, man. Damn, yeah, I used to post shit on Nike Talk and think there was no fucking social media back then. So you see a picture of me and James King or Frankie Raider or like Devin Hilke or, you know, this is like in real time, like, you know, Jay-Z or fucking the game. It'd be like, yeah, right, you know game. And like people just like, you know, they have no idea and didn't realize I was actually tied to all these people. It's hilarious. Thanks for the memories, man. Um, I wish I had more I could tell you that was mildly interesting that I thought about, but um, I think it's going to be a minute before we see some groundbreaking shit, even AI stuff. That's just, just all stupid shit. Uh, Jose C. writes, what it do, Ben? What up, Jimmy? Would you ever have Tracks NYC on the pod? Second part, best tips for someone to pick up golf. I live near Industry Hills Golf Course. Not the best place, but a nice start, I believe. Thanks and much love. Bring on Bobby Hundreds. Jay Carrillo. Um, would you ever have Tracks NYC on the pod? Jose, have you not listened to this show? Tracks NYC has been my podcast four times, maybe even five. Dude, do me a favor, man. Google Ben Baller Tracks NYC. There was a big beef. I've had him on the show at least four times, at least. Best tips for someone want to pick up golf. I think you could find some really good deals at Roger Dunn and pick up some good clubs. I think you should definitely start off with player improvement clubs, something like cavity backs, you know, thicker things. Um, you can find a decent putter. Uh, I think you should try to play Kirkland balls if you can. Uh, Kirkland club, shit. I'm not joking you. I'm being dead fucking serious. I'm talking about Costco. You could get some decent shit there. Industry Hills Golf Course is a very, very, very good golf course. When I say that, and I mean it is a public course, but it is a very fucking hard course. Babe and Ike, Google Tiger Woods. Why Tiger Woods doesn't like Industry Hills? It is a tough course. Is definitely a nice start. If you could get a good score at Industry Hills, you will become a great fucking golfer. And they got a big ass range there. I wouldn't be mad if I lived there. Fuck both those courses. And a couple subscribers know why I say that. But um, yeah. And Bobby Hundreds, man, I feel bad. He just hit me up and invited me to something. I feel like Bobby always gets mad. I can never make it to his events. And he's always hanging out with my sister and talking shit and everything. But fuck. I got to get Bobby on the show. I have to have Bobby on the show. And I got to get Bobby on the show when me and Jimmy are rocking. You know what I'm saying? By the way, for those of you, I mean, listening to this still, um, um, it's not part of the intro or outro, but yeah, me and Jimmy are obviously going to be on the, um, we're going to record this weekend. Uh, Marcellus Jones, right? I used to be employed by the Jonathan Club on Santa Monica Beach. Rarely do you see ethnic folk dining. Are you part of a country club? Marcellus, I remember the Jonathan Club. Been there. It's been a while. Am I part of a country club? I belong to two country clubs. Now that I think about it, at one of them, I rarely do see uh, ethnic folk there. 
but that doesn't mean I don't see them at other ones. Um, some of the ones I go to, I see a lot of Korean people. But when you see ethnic, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about black people. I see a good amount. When I say a good amount, I would say like 20%, which is more than I would expect. Um, at one of my spots, I'm at more, more of the time. And the other one, I'm not 100% in yet. And I don't see a lot. But you do, and it's always someone prominent in acting or entertainment or something. But yeah, I am. I've been a member of a country club for uh, three months at one of them and a year at the other. But damn, you said Jonathan Club. Wow, that fucked me up. Digital rights, yo, Tito Ben. I've been listening to the Potter for years now. I just wanted to say respect for the free game and congratulations. Big up on your recent Lakers BB collab. I was featured on your fan question episode in the past. I could see I could go for two for two. I know you've had different hustles in the past. Being A&R, big record labels, making millions in, in sneakers, jeweler. How do you know when to change your hustle? I'm sure you could have easily gotten comfortable in any of your previous careers, but what made you keep climbing the ladder even higher and never settle? You've been in the game for a long time and still doing collabs with companies like Lakers and Pamp. Also, last thing, looking to buy a gold chain, just wanted your thoughts on what's better. Heavier chain in 10 karat gold or lighter chain in 14 karat gold? Respects for the free game. Cheers and salute from Toronto. It's not that I find time to change my hustle. I got bored with music and I hated the business of it. Otherwise, I'd still be in it. And I love music. And I probably could have still been there. I probably would have killed myself. But I would have made myself just do it. I just get stagnant, you know, and that's what happens. Um, the jewelry game, I could take breaks. That's kind of nice. That's why, you know, I'm going to come back in because there is money in it and, and I am good at it. But with golf, it's just been so crazy. But definitely the collabs are what keep me going because, you know, something like PAMP definitely is not easy to do. I'm just trying to go after a anything I'm passionate about and bring people in it. You have to understand, if I study the demographic of who the BTB subscriber audience was, I would say 85% or more don't care that much about golf but they're definitely getting interested and slowly but surely more and more. So when I sold 500 putters, I would bet 400 of them have never even used that fucking putter yet. And that just shows the power of influence. And I love that because one day I want you guys to use that putter and it's dope. Heavier chain in 10 carat or lighter chain in 14 carat? 100% 14 carat. Do not wear 10 carat, bro. Do not do that. May May writes, no disrespect, just curious. So I noticed your soon-to-be ex-wife still live in the house with the kids that you bought. Question, if she don't work, y'all didn't work out, and getting a divorce, why does she have the luxury to stay at your prior home you bought with your kids versus having her own place? Why didn't you sell that house? Something doesn't add up, and obviously it's noticeable. And a question I meant to ask of curiosity, as I follow both of you and notice, she wanted a divorce, but she gets to stay at the old crib and pay probably nothing. Love answering this question. She doesn't live at the house. The house is sold and she has her own place now. So, yep, <laughs> pretty much. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. So, you know, I think maybe uh, she thought shit was sweeter on the other side and, and it isn't. And my life is getting better and better every day of the week. And it's funny because I'm looking at my daughter right now. And uh, yeah, no, it is what it is. Shit, I'm not mad at nobody. I am literally probably the best thing that could have happened to me and maybe not the best thing that happened to her. So I don't know. But that is a good question. Yeah. But there is something called community property. 
in the state of California. Um, unfortunately, that didn't work out for her. So yeah, but you know, she's going to be all right. I'm sure she'll figure it out. Marco Rivera writes, hey Ben, I look up to you and how resilient you are in life. What is your advice on how to quickly recover from setbacks and failures? There are usual advices, but I want to hear the Ben Baller advice. Same question for golf. When you have a blowout hole, how do you quickly recover? Thanks, Ben. By the way, I already told you this, but the WLI Oceanside was lit. Hoping I could join the next ones. Marco Rivera, easy par. Um, It's crazy. As simple as this may sound, it's not. When you get to my age, you have to learn how to deal with bullshit better. And when there's setbacks and failures, you're always prepared for some bad news. Could be even like, oh my God, my, my son died, my brother died, my, my fucking house burned, whatever it is. The less baggage you hold and the more you cherish that really is truly irreplaceable and valuable in your life. You just have to set priorities, right? And if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And I just always know I'm st I stay ready. When some of the craziest things that have happened in this year, there's some wild ass shit that's happened to me. I've been able to brace myself. And that's how I bounce back. You know, in some ways, I, I wonder if I'm human because it's like, every time I think of shit that happens to me, I'm like, what are the fucking chances? And I'm talking about anything, whether it be golf, it could be fucking business or something, a bad situation. It's like, one in a billion chance, not one in a billion, but like one in a several hundred thousand chance that something happens, just like, why the fuck does this happen to me? Like, is my life this crazy? In golf, when you have a blowout hole, you need to have a short-term memory. You need to forget that ever happened and think about why it happened. Was your club face closed? Did you sway your arm? Did your head pop up? And fucking fix it immediately. Thanks for the question, bro. Brian W. Rice, what's up, Ben? Brian from Yorba Linda here. Of all the items you have created, crowbar, cash counter, sunglasses, which one is your favorite? Which collab was your favorite? Have you played Aviara and Carlsbad? I used to host the LPGA's Kia Classic. That's the best course I've played with the best conditions. I heard on the Part 3 podcast that you now have a few Bettinardi putters. How do those feel compared to your Scotty? Lastly, could you give a shout out to my kids, Scarlett and Cameron? Thanks for your time, Brian. Um, of those collaborations, fuck, man. My favorite. I mean, the cash counter was iconic. It was dope. But I think out of all the gold products, I think the gold Kingsford barbecue was really flexing. That was some shit. I really liked that a lot. That was something that was just so fucking fire. Just the fact that Kingsford is such a huge, massive brand and they put money behind this. It was dope. That was really, really fucking cool. I've played Aviara once. It is a nice course. I think there's so many courses down in North County, San Diego, and even in, you know, obviously uh, Rancho Santa Fe and and, um, and uh, uh, Del Mar and all those areas. There's great courses all through there, the farms, the bridges. Uh, I would say Aviara is, you know, probably in the top 10. I don't think it'd make the top five, definitely not the top three, um, but it's a great course. Uh, Bettinardi, uh, great putters, really good. I think they're great for very fast greens. The weight, the feel, the tour putters, um, they feel real good. I think my Scotty's a little more reliable for me, but again, I, I could, you know, spend more time with the Bettinardi, so I don't know. But uh, solid questions, Brian. Thank you, man. Emmanuel uh, Netoros, Netertos, 
Uh, you are from Koreatown. What was it like back when you were young compared to it is now? On your podcast, you mentioned living in different cities. What city had the most impact in your upbringing? Um, all right, dog. There's a lot of questions here, homie. My dude, you asked me. You asked me a full interview, and uh, I'll pick a few. You are from Koreatown. What was it like back then when you were young compared to now in 2023? Right now, it is gentrified and it is expensive to live there. And there's a lot of white people and all type of different people living there. There's high rises. That shit was not like that back then. It was the home to five major gangs. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was real dangerous, but it was great. So obviously, that would be the city that probably had the most impact in my upbringing. Other than Beverly Hills, even though we lived in a really fucking shitty, small little 600 square foot apartment, I met the most people out of my life, you know, that that are like really just connect me with a lot of people. Dude, there's so many questions that this dude has wrote that I have already like talked about so deeply. That's why. Will you make a return to jewelry anytime soon? Dude, you listen to the show like every once, every three months or every once a year. Um, Despite the obstacles in your life, what keeps you resilient? What keeps you going? You know what? I can end it right here. My kids, 100%, man. Thanks, Emmanuel. Uh, Will Franklin writes, what's up, Ben? Been following you since I was a Sloss and Tease and her Ben got the jewelry. Question, as we know, scamming is at an all-time high. Have you seen this stuff going down with DJ Envy and the real estate scheme? Any thoughts on that? Have you been scammed? Have you by anyone? Will, you know, I know Envy and he's been a solid dude from Chump and I've known this dude for 15, 16 years. Uh, this whole thing with Caesar is like really crazy and, um, you know, I don't know enough. I've seen him talking about shit. He's never asked me to get involved in it, so I just don't know. But I do know real estate scammers. There's a dude, Ahmad, that was scamming everyone in LA. And he never scammed me, which is really weird, right? And that kind of bugged me the fuck out. And then Sean Kingston was out scamming jewelers left and right, and he never really scammed me. He just owed money here and there. And um, I got scammed one time selling a Rolex and some dude gave me a fake cashier's check and the fake cashier's check passed the eyes of the teller and that's what pissed me off because when she said it was good I walked out the bank was like yo we're good um that's about it bro wish I could tell you some some bad stories about that but I don't yo Ben Hyung just wanted to ask you of all the golf courses you played so far which one is your favorite so far also what course is on your bucket list to play besides Pell Beach coming up soon Thank you for everything you do for the subs and golf community. WLI has been super lit. Can't wait for the next one in April. Much love. Uh, much Korean love. Johnny. Johnny, what's up, dog? You a good dude, man. Um, All the golf courses I've played, uh, you know, it's really weird, man. The Bridges and um, like Olympic Club, Bridges, Riviera, Farms, LACC, Nah, LACC is pretty fucking amazing. It, 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 I won't lie to you. That was it's definitely something. But for some reason, Bel Air just hit different. And another thing, Arrowwood may not be a country, but Arrowwood just felt like, to me, Arrowwood felt better than a lot of spots. Um, bucket list plays, you know, Congressional, uh, Shinnecock, you know, obviously Bandon Dunes, which I, I just have to make sure I you know, get a good trip. Uh, Payne's Valley, Augusta, which I've been invited to and just got to figure it out. Yeah, I got Pebble Beach coming up in a couple weeks. Um, but Pebble Beach doesn't really even on a bucket list. I don't know. It, it is, but it isn't. Something about Monterey just doesn't vibe with me right. I mean, you know, I've had some great trips there with the kids and the family and stuff. And 
going there when I was young with my mom. It just, and again, maybe it might hit different. I've been out there for car week all the time, but definitely Bandon Dunes is something I want to play. Augusta for the history. I can't wait to actually get to Floridian and play. Grove 23 is not necessarily a bucket list because I know I'm going to be able to play. Just, I just have to get out there. Pinehurst, for sure. All the courses. There's a lot of courses, man. To be honest with you, man. But but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play a couple of these uh, out on this side of the West Coast. Bandon Dunes is going to be fucking amazing. Um, Mickey Ontiveros, love the pod. Appreciate the free game we get every week. Question in March 2021. In March 2021, I won a contest for a 45 minute FaceTime Zoom call with you. I was wondering if you could still honor that because the grand prize winner still haven't received anything. I know you're going through a lot. Figure, Mickey, don't even say anything anymore. Homie, in fact, I'm about to reply to this right now. I'm replying right now as we speak. I got you, Mickey. Be great to do a Zoom call. I'm sure you got some good shit to talk about. Or maybe you want to talk about sports. I don't really care. I'm going to do one more question. All right. How much rent do you pay at your old store versus your new store? Believe it or not, Slauson rent was actually kind of expensive. We were paying like $11,000 in the hood. For a pretty big space though, right? But we're in the fucking hood. Um, We pay $60,000 for... 1,600 square feet. We might be maybe at close to 1,700 square feet. So it's a huge difference in price. But we're in Beverly Hills. You know what I'm saying? So that's definitely something. But our fucking landlords at both places just suck shit. Oh, you know what? There's a question here. Actually, my boy Taro wrote a question, but Jimmy ain't answered on this one. I could ask Jimmy another time. Which hangover movie would y'all have rather played a part in? Definitely one. Two was weird. Three sucked. Two was uh, when they were in Thailand, right? And I was, I guess I was kind of funny. My home, my home girl, uh, Jamie Chung was in it. She played What's-His-Face's wife. Um, my favorite sushi spot in Tokyo. You know, I don't even know the name of it. Takashi Murakami took me to a spot that was fucking fire. Every spot in Tokyo I had sushi at, I don't even know what the fucking name was because there was no English writing outside. Um, I have been to Jiro. And it was good, but sorry, man, there was better uh, the spots that I had. Let me ask uh, some people out there, you know, what uh, what spots in Tokyo would definitely hit. And uh, Tara, I love you, bro. I still owe you a fucking post. And that is it, man. That is it, guys. That is it for the fan questions. That was a really good collection of fan questions. I ain't gonna lie. That was fam for real. All right, y'all. Let's pay a couple more bills, and we'll be right back with the uh, outro. Guys, if you're serious about watching sports and betting to win, then you need to join my team at CaptainPicks.com. Sports betting is legal in 35 states and dozens of countries around the world. If you aren't playing to win, then you're missing out. We are now introducing our best offer ever. Yes, I said it. Our best offer ever. Individual sports sent to you daily for $50 per week. Sign up to get picks every day in baseball, basketball, golf, soccer, tennis, football, or rugby. Or sign up for all sports access. Be smart. Join the captains. 
What up, y'all? We are back, back for the outro of the show. Had the kids all weekend, and um, it's uh, always a great time with them. And I think being really busy this week will will ease the pain when I'm not with them. But one thing that Ryder and Kaya have been looking forward to was Five Nights at Freddy's. And Ryder is just such a fucking fan. He gets so deep into it. He'll watch hours and hours of content, play the video games. I went to fucking Walmart because the only place that had the Five Nights at Freddy uh, video game for the Switch. He just knows every fucking part of it, knows everything and whatever. He was pissed off because the critics gave it a bad review, but the audience gave it a great review. They gave it like an 89 or something. Look, thought the movie was really good. It's not what I expected, but there are some very strong family undertones and it involved family court and things like that. It was kind of weird. It's a PG-13 movie, so it was good. Um, you know, we had a great day. Got out of school, went to Johnny Rockets. Then, um, you know, hung out. Got some uh, some fresh donuts, freshly made donuts. Went to go see it. And um, again, it wasn't what I expected, but they enjoyed the movie very much. I think the fact that, you know, they love getting the popcorn and getting snacks and sitting down at recliner seats and having candy and, and you know, just chilling. But the movie was, was it was deep. You know, there, there was some psychological shit going on with this dude. A lot of struggle and, and, and it was good. So, you know, um, I don't know if it's something for you guys, right? Would I have gone without my kids if it was, you know, they didn't want to go? I doubt it. I doubt it. But let me say this. Bosch episode four and five just dropped in season two, Bosch Legacy. And let me tell you something real quick, okay? The level of genius in the writing for Bosch is insane. This fucking show is getting so good. The suspense is nuts. It is just ridiculous. This show is by far my top three favorite show that has ever come out in the last 10, 20 years. If you put this against 24, I could. it's just different. This is a fucking incredible show if you have not watched bosch in all six or seven seasons and then these two seasons of bosch legacy it, you're sleeping this is one of the best shows that ever came out fuck breaking bad and game of thrones all that shit this is just the shit that really i get into this shit is incredible and i'm going crazy that i gotta wait for two more episodes and i'm gonna watch them while i'm in fucking uh in texas this week but so fucking good and it's just so goddamn well-written, and it just knows how to pull you in, and damn. Um, Force, Power Book Force had a bye week. I was kind of pissed off. The finale of the show will be this week, so I know that's going to be crazy. Watch this documentary about this murder that happened in Jakarta, Indonesia, called Ice Cold. Ice Cold. It's crazy, right? Name my documentary that I did with uh, you know, all those rappers and everything. Documentary on Netflix. This is a crazy fucking documentary. Now, I've been to Jakarta before, and I've been to Bali before. And remember, I had those girls on my show that were in Bali and got kicked out. You gotta watch this documentary. It's fucked up. Because you'll see how fucked up their court system is. One. Number two, you'll see how much power the court and the police 
have in Indonesia, but more so, you're going to want to hate somebody and it will change your thoughts. And even though you might think one person really does look like she's guilty, that's not how court works. Reasonable doubt is a real thing. And you got to understand, when you sit there and be like, nah, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. No, it's, they wouldn't do that. No, I know this person too well. They wouldn't do that. And then that question comes in. Is it impossible for that person to do that? And you're like, whoa. Really think about that. Really have to have a solid mind. But yeah, Ice Cold, highly recommend it. Um, I watched that fucking punk ass fucking Nganu Tyson Fury fight and look, I'm a big Tyson Fury fan. I'm not a huge Nganu fan, even though he's a beast, but his story is just so crazy. So I decided to put some money on the Nganu fight. Let me tell you something. He got fucking robbed. That motherfucker did way better than I thought he would. And he surprised everyone. And that motherfucker will knock out a lot of heavyweights that are out right now. I would like to see that motherfucker fight the destroyer. Fight Andy, dog. Shit is crazy. And speaking of uh, Nigerian bad motherfuckers, my boy Israel Adesanya is playing golf now. Israel Izzy is playing golf. He is messaging me. He is like, I want to play golf with you. I want to play on the greens with you. Like He's like, I need to know all the industry jargon and do everything. He's showing me him at a simulator in Saudi Arabia. He's at a store buying tailor-made clubs. And I'm just like, yo, Izzy, what the fuck? And he's taking it up and he's serious. And I can't wait to fucking get on a golf course with Izzy. That's my dog. And I love you, Izzy, man. I'm still fucking heartbroken over that. Anybody fucking else but fucking Sean. Um, and Ryder misses you, bro. Ryder misses you. I don't know if you, if, if the team is listening. I know that there are people from um, management that listens to the show. What else? What else? What else? Lakers home opener at home. We tapped that Phoenix Suns ass. And Phoenix is tough. I mean, oh, no, Devin Booker. Shut the fuck up. A W is a W. LeBron looks solid as a motherfucker. And by the way, Austin Reeves is a scratch golfer. He is just featured on fucking Grant, Garrett, um, Garrett GM Golf from Good Good. And they played at fucking Angeles. Like, you know how mad I was when I found that out? I hit fucking both of them up. And Austin Reeves just started following me on Instagram. And I was like, bro, like, what's good? But uh, Austin is a scratch. I do think that Austin realistically might be like a four, right? He's got a nice swing. He's, he's, he's good. It's just Steph Curry is scratch. Might be a plus one. Steph is definitely a different level. Um, I think Steph is definitely 100% the best NBA player that plays golf, current and past. Um, I think he would beat MJ in, in golf. He's, he's that legit. Uh, but anyways, Lakers home opener. We got the W. It was dope. It was amazing to see some of the people, I think they might have been like insiders, whatever, that were rocking the Ben Ball Lakers hat. That was fucking dope. And um, I was on TikTok and I seen this dude, I forgot his name, but he's willing to put a million dollar bet that any current boys high school state champion basketball team could beat a WNBA team. We can't talk about that in football because that doesn't exist. If we talked about LPGA versus PGA 
and they're playing the same tees, it would never happen. But if PGA players were playing in LPGA events and they had to play from their tees and they play from their tees, I don't know. I think from 130 yards in, women are going to fuck them up and there's different things, but we're talking about the NBA. And I do remember uh, the women's Olympic team played against some 14-year-old boy soccer team and they got their ass handed to them. If you had, I don't even fucking know if Oak Hill or whatever fucking number one team in, in New York or in California or something played against, you know, a random WNBA team, they would absolutely wax that ass. That is not a misogynist statement. They would whoop that ass, period, point blank. And that's it. Ain't nothing else to talk about, period. It's just what it is. Uh, Going to end the show on a great note. Seahawks are 5-2. and two. They've been working that ass. I think the two losses that we had were some bullshit losses, but whatever, it is what it is. We are number one in the NFC West. We faced the Niners in a couple weeks. We faced the motherfuckers twice within a two-week span or three-week span or something. I do got to get the fuck out there. It's driving me fucking crazy. My kids want to get out to Seattle, but we are number one in the NFC West. Meanwhile, the 49ers, who I said are going to the fucking Super Bowl, are on a three-game losing streak. I don't know what the fuck is going on, and maybe Miles can chime in if they lose next fucking week, but they are on a serious meltdown, and it doesn't make any fucking sense because their team is lit, and right now they're not playing lit, and I don't know what the fuck is going on. But we, we may fuck around with the rest of our schedule. We might fuck around and win 13 games this year and end up in the playoffs and fuck around and sneak in on some shit. Okay? Let me just say that. And for the fucking Broncos to tap that Kansas City Chiefs ass, wow. I'm not a big fan of Russ, but I just don't like the way the Broncos, you know, have been just getting, they just getting killed. And it's just, wow, man. Fucking amazing. My Seahawks, that's a whole nother thing that I got to deal with when I get out there. But again, guys, I love you. What a great fucking episode. I gave you um, a full, full episode. I will see you guys uh, next Monday. Jimmy Boy will be on the show. We'll be coming to you live from Texas. And uh, all you subscribers out in Dallas uh, area, Fort Worth, Arlington, Frisco, Cannot wait to meet you guys. All right, you hear the Lake of Lake music in the background. Have a great week. Make it a great day. Make it a great week. Be better today than you were yesterday. Be better this week than you were last week. This is not your practice life. I love y'all. Peace. <laughs>